Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer Podcast. I am Ross Atherton, your editor, and joining me today in the studio are... Uh, me, Tim Edwards. I've slightly got the giggles, sorry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. Stay tuned. Guys, you just missed something really funny. And who are you? Uh, you're Tim Edwards. Tim Edwards, uh, Deputy Editor. De- Deputy Editor, thank you very much. Welcome, Tim. And also joining us today for the first time, I believe, making your debut on the PC yes. Gamer Podcast, it's... Graham Smith, Arbiter of Awesome, and uh, also Disc Editor. And also Increasingly Awesome Writer. Um, more about that later. And uh, finally... Are you like the Arbiter from Half-Life 2? Sorry, Halo 2. Oh, God. From what? Do? Halo 2. Uh, I haven't played enough Halo 2 to know. Are we going so. off topic already? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got to the names yet. Come on. I'm Tom Francis, and I do the irrelevant bits. No, you don't. You do the very relevant bits. Of like, the podcast. I don't know, cover reviews. <laughs> and Oh, the podcast. Yes. yes, yes. Aside I'm master of tangents. <laughs> master of tangents, that'll do. And also writer. It's also my Hellgate name. Hello and welcome everybody, thank you for joining us. Good. Right, so, um, on with the podcast. What should we talk about first? Should we do the charts? Seems inevitable, really. It does, doesn't it? Okay, charts it is. Um, are we going to go in reverse order? From number 10, because there's oh, lots of... Oh, we're doing all, all 10? Yeah, because okay. um, <laughs> I quite like the randomness of the numbers we choose. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's get crack on then. We've got ten to get through. Let's go. Ten is World in Conflict. That's quite a good game. Yep. Box <laughs> set. Uh, we've got, got uh, pieces of the Berlin Wall in it. Interesting. Without fact. spoiling anything, I heard someone say that a level in World in Conflict made them cry. Yes. Is that? Is that, that you, fair Tim? enough? That wasn't me. It's probably John Walker. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't John Walker in this case, which is why I paid attention. No, it's, it's, it's got an emotional heart to it, which is uh, interesting for a strategy but game. I played like the opening levels, and it seemed like complete comedy. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, there's the. Yeah, there's, there's redemption. Oh my God, Russia. There's <laughs> comedy and redemption and <laughs> a little bit of death. If in World in Conflict game. made you cry, why not write in to PC Gamer? Um, okay. Didn't also, you cry. it's a really funny bit where one of the characters has a little troll on his, uh, on his uniform, which <laughs> yeah. is hilarious. Anyway, number nine, Age of Empires 3, The Asian Dynasties. That doesn't excite me. One, no. for the, uh, one for the hardcore multiplayer Age of Empires fans, which I'm afraid to say isn't us. Nope. Okay, number eight. The Witcher. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just gets a laugh from Graham. Sorry. <laughs> Very mention uh, of its name. Apparently, everyone loves Apart From Us. Yeah, there's well, a weird thing I think going the on, internet it? seems to love The Witcher, um, and everyone who's reviewed it tends to not. i tell you what it is. It's the sexism and pornography. <laughs> that's That's it. how you win over the yeah. internet. Yeah. Did you say the internet loves The Witcher or the weird shit? <laughs> <laughs> I think The Witcher, but probably for the weird shit. Um, it's, it's a strange old RPG made by some people in Eastern Europe, and um, it's... Unusual. We've got, the review is in our issue out, um, our new issue, which we're going to talk about more, as always. It's our issue out on the 22nd of November, and it doesn't score particularly highly. But um, it's attracting its own fans, shall we say. Has, Fervent. Anyone, has anyone in this room actually played it? I've played a bit of it. I've played a bit I've played of it. Of it. I particularly like the fact that when you shag someone in The Witcher, you get to keep a little collectible card. I think that's very good. Yeah, easy. this is the combination of sexism and pornography that I yeah. found impressive. <laughs> well, it's like trophies. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. That's very, um, that's very PC, isn't it? A little notch in your condom, almost. <laughs> oh. Oh. Notches in your condom are just impractical. <laughs> yeah. It undermines the purpose of wearing it. Uh, yeah. Number seven, Sins 2, Bon Voyage. Got a question. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I can sense this coming. Uh, who's your favourite Bond? Bond. 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 I'm going to go with Timothy Dalton. Just to be perverse. <laughs> okay, you've got ten seconds to explain why before I throw you out of the podcast. Um, it was all the Bond films that he's been in. <laughs> that was what swayed me. That's my reason for liking him. Isn't he in only two of them and they're both rubbish? No, they're both brilliant. 
And that's the level of the debate we'll we're going to get about this. Okay. okay, Graham, what's your uh, favourite Bond? Sean Connery, of course. Oh. It's, it's, everyone's going to say Sean Connery, though, unless oh. they're just trying to be controversial, like Tom. <laughs> I'm, not trying to be controversial. I'm, I'm going to think of something else to say in the next ten seconds while Tim tells you what his favourite Bond is. I prefer Bourne. That's not that's an that's, option. That's question, not an option. Okay, I don't have a favourite Bond. I think he's rubbish. <laughs> I quite like Daniel Craig um, mm. because obviously we, we share a lot of physical similarities. You know, I'm buff and handsome, um, and so is he. There you go. Number six, the orange box. That's quite good, isn't it? It's all right. I was just thinking about this on, on the, on, as I was walking into the studio today. I was just thinking, is there any other game in the last 12 months you can actually think of which is so essential to PC gamers? It's just, there's no other purchase that you'd have to say, well, you've got to have that if you're a modern PC gamer. Dwarf Fortress. That's because it's kind of three different things. Yeah, it's, sort it's, of it's, 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 it's cheating a bit. It, yeah, by but some of them... The guys at Metanet who made N, awesome flash game, um, did a blog about what they're playing at the moment, and they mentioned Portal, and um, they're saying how brilliant it was, but in doing so, he said, also, we can't look at how this took three years. We can only imagine that the rest of the Valve staffers are firing Nerf guns at the staff while they're doing it. <laughs> and it got me thinking, because the thing everyone likes about Portal, and the thing that kind of moves people about Portal, is that it's so kind of perfect it just it finishes yeah, yeah. on exactly the right note it's so well crafted and efficient and never spends longer than it needs to on any given thing and i think that must be just the unique circumstance that they didn't really need all the time they had to make it so they that's, probably finished it like enough. two years in and then just kind of hmm. polished hmm. and for valve you know for an uncharacteristically polished valve game is quite a hell of a thing it those, seemed those extra levels which um of course i've completed easily um those hard ones. Do you think they actually took quite a long time to actually the get advanced ones? Yes. No, I think they they were probably easier to do in some ways than the other ones because the hard thing about making a game like Portal is making it intuitive. And with the advanced mm. maps, they just said um, their kind of philosophy behind that was this is where we get to do all the stuff to the player that we didn't mm. let ourselves do in the main game because okay. it was too confusing and difficult. Mm. So you have to do infinite loops and stuff like that. One bit of information that this chart does not tell us, I don't think, is um, Steam sales. Obviously. Yeah. A hell of a lot of people will have got the Orange Box games either collectively or individually on Steam, and this is number six in the in, in the PC chart, which is pretty good. But I think if you had the, the Steam sales onto that, it'd be I can only imagine it'd be uh, higher or uh, or way out in front. Number five. Number Hellgate five. London. Hellgate London. Hmm. <sighs> Hellgate London. Okay. Yeah, we gave it seventy-three English percent. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are actually different from American percent, aren't they? American They're worth slightly more. <laughs> I, I use the term ad- advisedly. Um, and uh, yet, yet we did say, and I, I'm sure we'll come on to this in a bit, um, it is the most addictive game since World of Warcraft, uh, and it's proving to be true. Tom, what have you been spending a lot of time on lately? Um, a lot of time sleeping, sometimes eating. And playing Hellgate London. <laughs> uh, my kitchen, I've been running to my kitchen a lot. Of course, <laughs> my time. But you've been brutally addicted to Hellgate London as well. Yeah, uh, it's not so much like the raw amount of time I spent playing. I'm only a level 11 and right. this is the only character I've got. It's that I'm playing completely despite myself. I don't want to play it. I don't think it's a good game. <laughs> I just it's have to exactly play it. It's not exactly a ringing endorsement there. It's just mm. that it's kind of, I don't know, it's a, a proper... It just kind of prods the right parts of your brain in a way that I think someone on that team who worked on Diablo knows how to do and who left Blizzard, I think, before World of Warcraft because World of yeah. Warcraft doesn't do this to me. I can, I can give up World of Warcraft any time I like. I swear. 
<laughs> no, I actually have given up World of Warcraft many, many times. Um, yeah, it just it triggers those absolute Pavlovian reactions. Every time you think you just um, are about to come to a stop, it says, no, here's a reward, here's a little pat on the back, and here's something you should aim for. But the crazy like, thing is, it's happening at a time when there's masses of really, really good stuff. And I think the reason I keep kind of defaulting to Hellgate is that it will always just have a little bit of success and progress and yeah, yeah, yeah. there's just an RPG shaped hole in my gaming life at the moment yeah, so no yeah. matter how much Team Fortress 2 and UT I play there's always a part of my brain that just wants to kind of sit down with something comforting and just, and just be told well achieve done. something yeah. <laughs> you get a magic sword for your efforts you should play The Witcher yes yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway there we go um, uh, Hellgate London gets an official it's addictive warning and yep. uh, you might not even enjoy it you should put a stamp on the box yeah. like a, it's not I hope you can hear Tim all right, by the way, because his, his microphone is, is taking an ine- inev- inevitable downward <laughs> spiral. That was a subtly delivered hint, Russ. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, number four, Gears of War. It's quite good, War. actually. It's got men with shoulder pads in it. Graham, you, you played this pretty much all the way through with Kieran when he was... Uh, yeah, we played it co-op from yeah. like the last three quarters of the game. and I played it when it came out for 360 and couldn't get into it. I didn't like the controls, but I actually really enjoyed it on PC. It's... Surprisingly yeah. good fun. Good. And more, the, uh, and more self-aware than I expected it to be. Yeah. Like it's doing all the action movie cliches and it's all brawny men saying stupid brawny things, but is, is it, it, it knows it's doing that. Really? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it hits so many of those cliches that there's no way that they're doing it without knowing that they're doing it, <laughs> unless they've just invented all these action things themselves and yeah. they've never seen a single Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. actually, if they hadn't seen Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm sure Epic are, uh, are a bit better uh, informed than that. Uh, Good. Uh, we, we, now, Ooh. next podcast, we're going to talk more about things like Gears of War because we're going to talk about co-op games and how awesome they are. But that's for the next podcast. Anyway, what's the number three, Tim? Championship Manager. I'm going to actually, no, I'm going to do this joint. Number ah. three, Championship Manager. Mm. Or two, Football Manager. Interesting. 2008 for both. Yes. Uh, so number one, Call of Duty one Warfare. <laughs> Moving <laughs> swiftly past both those games without any um, comment. Yes, football. Mm, that's quite good when you manage it. And Spreadsheets. Like we'll we'll come back to it later when you ask another question. Ah, will we? Yes. Okay, we're going to come back to Champions How do you know what question he's going to ask there, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we plan these things out somehow, vaguely. We've, I'll tell you what our plan for the podcast is. It's about six words on a scrap of paper. That's, that's in all honesty. Uh, could you tell? Um, so anyway, talking about addictive, Call of Duty 4. Addictive? Yeah, Dave, really? motherfucker. Oh, the um, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you mean the multiplayer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't played uh, multiplayer. I've played the single player. I spent a lot all Saturday playing single player. I played this and cursing myself for playing it on hardened because I'm rubbish. <laughs> I played the multiplayer um, against a load of guys from I think Wireplay or maybe Jolt or one of the mm. kind of um, server providers who kind of get early access to games and because they need to set up their dedicated servers and mm-hmm. mess around with settings and see what game modes are going to be fun and that kind of stuff. And it was rather nice because usually when you're reviewing a multiplayer game, you're playing against the developers and they tend to be mm. quite good. No, or you're depends playing against, on, the, on the scenario, but yeah, often you're playing against the... Or you're players. playing against uh, testers who've been playing it for, you know, all day, every day. I should point out destroyed. I once beat Mark Rain at Unreal Tournament. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I once actually came top in TF2 and managed to be... I, I once about. killed John Romero in Daikatana. Really? But, That's how old I am. Bloody hell, you are old. The point being, people who run servers are not very good at games. <laughs> and not only did I beat them all dramatically, I was doing so with the knife. But, but as you say in your UT review, Tom, you are extraordinarily good at games. Yeah, do I say that in my UT review? I say it in many reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which one it was. You just bang on about it all the time. 
I'm awesome at this. I think my portal review, I call myself one of the greatest minds of our time. <laughs> yes, that, that rings a bell. Um, I think we ought to do something about that in his review. We need to fire him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take him down a peg or two. When you selected Hardened, Ross, was that because it suggested it to you at the start when you do like the assault course thing? No, it's because I, I did the assault course thing and it said, yes, that was quite good. You should play on normal or whatever it's called. <laughs> And I was like, what? No! <laughs> I've been playing these games for years, uh, when you were in nappies, etc. So I ran through it again. It's like, hmm, that's better. You can play it on hardened. And I was like, yes, that's right. I should play on hardened. And then I just keep getting frustrated. Um, because I, you know, I get to these points where you just keep getting killed, and then you start to see through the game's mechanics. We were going to go on to talk about Call of Duty anyway, yeah. weren't we? So that's the end of the charts. Now we're talking about Call of Duty. So anyway, you get to these points where um, you, uh, you, know, you start to see through the game's mechanics. You see where the spawn points are and when the spawn waves come, and you realise you just have to physically move yourself to a point, uh, a physical point, to stop the, the spawn waves coming and to get over that little hump of difficulty. And yet other times the AI won't move forwards until you've killed everyone in the area. Yeah, but and you don't know which... You have to kind of kill one wave, then the next wave comes yeah. in, then you kill that wave, and then like the fifth wave will be the last one. But there's no way of telling whether it's going to be infinite or whether it's right. going to be... Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because... It is a brilliant game, by the yeah, way. I'm not, I'm not putting it's it It's amazing. When they do special case levels... It's utterly brilliant. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't, the Pripyat section is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's too early to talk about the AC130 stuff because I want, like, kind of want people to play it before we. It's not exactly a spoiler, though, is it? I mean... but yeah, and it, it's just devastating. And <laughs> we know one person who think it was a spoiler. Yes, we, we, had, we had a very, very uh, <laughs> Mr. Angry no, um, doesn't like us talking about specifics in the Call of Duty review. Sorry if that was you. For everyone else, I'm sure you don't care. Anyway. Uh, um, but uh, it's. It, I'm trying to work out whether this this level is they've just done it because it's awesome or because they want people to feel a little bit sick over it. Because oh, yeah. so so what this, just to yeah I think without spoiling it you can say that they they're showing you elements of war which is very kind of removed and brutal and. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's removed from the reality of war, but it's actually, yeah. by doing that, they've connected very closely to our experience of war, which yes. is, we've seen footage of this happening in real life. Yeah, bomb, bomb, bombs dropping on people via CCTV, basically. The graphical going, filters. Ooh, yeah, you got him. The effects they've, they've used to make it mm. like that are uncanny. It yes. really is, it is strikingly an uncanny like recreation event. of some of the, 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 the goriest uh, war scenes you've seen from the last two Gulf Wars. Um, yeah, Gulf, Gulf War One, Gulf War Two, the revenge, the revenging, the, <laughs> the, <revenge> <laughs> the oiling. <laughs> uh, Ooh, bit of politics. <laughs> bit of politics there. Got it in there. Um, I, was, I did kind of. I tried to probe them and see if they would respond to. You know, I said I found this yeah. section really disturbing, and I wondered if it was an anti-war comment. And I was talking to two producers at Infinity Ward, um, and they didn't quite respond how I expected. I expected them to say, "Oh yes, you meant to think that," or "Yeah, that's kind of how I meant it," and they just go. Yeah, it's a fun section. <laughs> and then there's okay. a producer at um, Activision um, who says he just kind of loads that up whenever he has a bit short coffee break, just have some fun killing people. And I thought, maybe... Okay, back isn't away point. from the Activision. <laughs> Step away from the crazy people. Uh, hmm. So we're, we're actually in the bit of the, the podcast. We like to say, what are you currently playing? So we're playing Call of Duty. Ross, what are you playing? Oh, I just played some Call of Duty. I, I don't have... Time to play all these. Ga- no, I do. I, I, on Saturday, I played Call of Duty, and uh, I've actually, I've actually had to kind of give up on it because I got to this level. It's the end of the the Pripyat scene, and it's just so hard on hardened. You, you people out there are probably laughing at me, going, "Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I did that in my sleep on that even harder difficulty setting." But I just can't get <laughs> past it. I'm I'm just now frustrated with the, with the mechanics, 
And what I'm going to do is I'm building a new PC next week, install it again on that, play it on proper resolutions and everything, and play it on normal. And I'm, this, gonna, and I'm going to enjoy it. I know I will. Is this the sniper showdown at the end yeah. under the big Ferris wheel? Yeah. Don't tell me how yeah. to do it. That'd be a spoiler. No. Um, but <laughs> Steve Hoggerty, if he's his own, won't be laughing at you because I happen to know he was stuck on that a long time on normal. On normal? Yeah. Ah, oh, well, yeah, he's useless, obviously. Sorry, Clearly, Steve. all PCs own <laughs> stuff is useless. <laughs> Let's start another flame war. <laughs> <laughs> take on PCG US and PCs own at the same Yay. time. Yay. We can take them all on. Great. Oh, um, oh, so, just quickly before we move off Call of Duty, um, uh, you're saying about that you did the training mission twice to yes. you know, get a better score, so it would think you could play yeah. on a harder difficulty, yeah. which it turns out you can't. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it, it's it's been um, like signing up to the army and saying, and you know, just just having the um, the sort of the the, the, the the idiocy just to sign up for frontline combat when what I should really be doing is you know counting boxes of uh, of, of rations back in the uh, uh, back at home. But for yeah. anyone who hasn't played this, um, it's a kind of it's a training exercise for your character in the game, and that you're running through a mock-up um, series of buildings, shooting cardboard cutouts that fall down, and you have to do things at a certain time. Throw a flash now, shoot these guys now, move through the corridor, get to this checkpoint at a certain time, and at the end of it, it tells you what time you got and whether that's any good, and then recommends a difficulty setting, and uh, I was terrible at that. I completely screwed it up the first time. I think I didn't, didn't even make it through alive. I think I blew myself up. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, um, there are some guys at Infinity Ward who just wanted to know, how fast can you do it? Yeah. And so there's one guy who can do it in, I think, 13 seconds or something. Just ridiculous. Just as, you know, as fast as they can say. Put perspective. I think I did about them. 25 seconds, something like that. Yeah. And uh, Vince Zampella? Zampella, yeah. Yeah. Um, said that he just sat down and spent an entire day from nine to five just replaying that one section again and again and again to get the best score he could. He, he got enough, like he, he got fifteen seconds or something. Yeah. He obviously has too much spare time. There on are his some hands. fairly crazy people's Activision we've basically yeah. worked out. <laughs> They're all yeah. nuts. Yeah. They're all nuts. So Graham, what have you been playing? Championship manager. Which one? Ninety nine two thousand. Why? Well, I've just written a long play, which is going to be in a future issue, about Championship Manager two Italia, the 95-96 League Edition. <laughs> it gets strange. Yeah, which was never actually sold in the shops on its own. It came free with another version. And but just, buy it now, everyone. Yeah, but doesn't, it doesn't actually work in my PC anymore, or indeed any other PC. Despite is, I think the least well, le- relevant long play we've ever done. Why are we doing this? <laughs> because we can. Because it is hilarious. People pay us okay. money to write nonsense in games magazines brilliant (laughs) (laughs) I've tried doing virtual installs of Windows 95 and Windows 98 and all that it still won't work but moving on I've installed 99-2000 and I've been playing that because it's lots of fun and it actually works like something that's up to date the more recent versions are too complex and confusing for me and I I haven't been following football since around 2000 you haven't no not at all this is the interesting thing for me is that you know most, most people play football manager championship manager for the football. They're football fans who want to take on their favourite club or, or you know, a different club and see how well they can do within the context of knowing who the good players are and, and knowing how to put a match together. But you're not a football fan. You're not a football fan from, you know, in today's football terms. Um, yet there's something else in the game that mm-hmm. actually keeps you coming back to it. Is it is some, some element of the mechanics or the... It's... Some kind of addiction. This is basically what my long play is about, so I don't is want to it, go into too much details, but... I like creating my own story, basically. Mm. Like, I don't look at them as football players, they're characters, and you kind of weave your own story through that. It's interesting you should say that. I think um, in a previous podcast we were talking about um, the Total War games, and I do pretty much, I try and do the same thing with, with Total War, in that you have, you have a dynasty of, of, of kings and generals 
um, who who have their experiences and you know if they get beaten in a battle suddenly they're a coward and um, but that gives you a load of, of of framework to hang your story off but there's no kind of um, there isn't much of that in, in Champman you just got results and what's in your head right well they do simulate quite a lot of the the player machinations or whatever and your contract negotiations with them, uh, reactions to the press and that kind of thing. Right. And you kind of, you imbue them more. with a lot of personality just on your own. So, like, yeah. in the older versions, a lot of the media stuff wasn't there, but you still got a sense based on... Right. Which like, players were pissed off with you and... Yeah, and that and kind of thing. One, which yeah. ones were stroppy yeah. bastards that you didn't yeah. like very much and yeah. become very biased against them based on how many syllables the last name has. I basically <laughs> basically went a bit... Crazy with championship <laughs> manager too. No, it's good. I mean, slow descent yeah. into madness as yeah, I played it obsessively, but it's all good. And is it not just an attempt to go back to a time when Alan Shearer was good? And no, I don't care about Alan Shearer exactly. You don't care about Alan Shearer. You just care about Italians. Well, there's a part of it which is you know I've started a career with Manchester United because I'm a glory hunter and I like teams that are good because I want to win and not lose. And now, if I was doing that now, I wouldn't know a single player who was playing for them. Whereas yeah, yeah. back then, you know, I know all the names and that kind of thing. Right. And it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. It's all good. It's all lovely. Excellent. Jumpers right. for goalposts. <laughs> yes, that's... Used to do that as well. I don't, I don't know any football cliches. Did anybody play football when they were a kid? Yeah. I played football when I was a kid. All the time. I probably haven't played football for, for 20 years. I tried just after I joined. Do, do you still feel an urge, though, where a ball kind of rolls across... In front of you, because some kids have knocked it across, and you're like, I feel I'm going to I'm gonna kick it, I'm going to kick it, now I'm going to make a fool of myself, I'm going to walk on, I'm going to now I'm going to yeah. kick it. I feel an urge <laughs> to throw myself on it and sacrifice my life to destroy it, because I've been playing too much UT3. <laughs> hey! The hey. And that's, that's a, a segue. Ladies <laughs> <That's laughs> <nice. laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> so, yes, now two of the big games of the moment are reviewed in our new issue out next week. Uh, 22nd November, it's lovely, buy it, please. Um... Uh, on the cover, you will find the uh, exclusive review of Unreal Tournament 3. Very exciting. Dun, dun, dun. And also in it, perhaps the most um, hotly awaited game of the year, Crisis. And it's all worked out beautifully because in the uh, studio today, we have the reviewer of Unreal Tournament, which is Tom. Hello. Hello. And uh, I don't know why I'm introducing you again. It's very, <laughs> very bizarre. Where I am Tom Francis. <laughs> and uh, indeed, the reviewer of Crisis, which is Graham. War dub. <laughs> <laughs> Graham says this all the time. He does. When he comes all in the morning, he's like, office, word up, yo. Yeah. He's just the baddest mofo. What it is, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sit there looking confused. Um, so we're going to talk about Crisis and Unreal Tournament. Or is it Crisis versus Unreal Tournament 3? Dun, 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 dun. Mm. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Tim, why have you written down on your scrap of paper? It's going to be about six words, isn't it? Unreal Tournament 2007. Uh, I think Unreal Tournament 3 is a rubbish name because it's actually Unreal Tournament 4. Is it? So, it is a bit. Isn't yeah. it five? I, I lost track. That's kind of the point, though, isn't but, it? Um, so it's 2007 in my head. The okay, thing well, is on now the box and on our cover and everywhere else in the world, it's Unreal Tournament 3. Shall we move on? Um, Tom, is Unreal Tournament 2007 better than Crisis? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an awesome argument because I haven't played Crisis and Graham hasn't played UT3. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you have played the Crisis demo and I haven't played the UT3 demo. So you're kind of one step ahead of me. <laughs> okay. Um, tell us why. Crisis is a totally awesome game, Graham. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, you know, I get four pages to do that in the magazine and 30 seconds to do that here and now with words. 25. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because it's pretty. It's stuff. <laughs> fun. You can punch a car in Crisis. You can. Yeah, you can, can you punch a car on you too? But you can. I'll tell you what you can do in Crisis. You can throw chickens up in the air, uh, switch to strength mode, and then punch the chicken as it comes down so and like, knock it into space. Doesn't it just ba- disintegrate? Baseball. It should disintegrate. No, it, it doesn't disintegrate. It goes flying off into I the sky to the point where you can't see it so I small. Didn't... And then when it comes down, if you stand underneath it and it hits you, it'll kill you. Because <laughs> it hits you that life life That's the best game okay. I've ever. Right. Ever. Sure I was just is in, like intentionally not aerodynamic, so it would fall down fairly slowly because of its feathers. I heard an amazing story nah. about um, a gun that the uh, that uh, the train services used to test carriages for bird strike, and basically they just load birds, <gasps> bird gun, and fire them. <laughs> well, like dead ones. Yeah, yeah. But now this is the funny part of it. Are they frozen? There was a problem with the train carriage that they were testing because when they fired the bird, it went through. Through one carriage, through another, through another, through another, through another. They got the uh, uh, guy who made the gun over and said, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? He checks all the settings. So no, it seems fine. It seems fine. Give us your bird. And they just bring out some frozen chickens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things don't you're... tend to be frozen, do they? Yeah. Um, so, so moving on. Well, okay, no. So, <laughs> right, that's a okay. that tangent. You can do this thing in Crisis with the Chickens. Beat that, UT. Well, I'm going to bring out the orb mechanic again. <laughs> okay. This is in the uh, Warfare game. And this is the UT. thing that the bots can't do. Yes, the bots. Then, yeah, they we, have Read the it. review for the, for, the, for the full story on what the bots can and can't do. But, but the um, orb is like a flag in Capture the Flag. Only it's kind of they've worked that into the warfare game mode, which is basically onslaught, where you have to capture nodes. You have to capture nodes in kind of a linked pattern to get to the enemy core, and then you can destroy the enemy core. Capturing nodes is really boring because you have to kind of destroy the enemy node by shooting it, and then walk onto the node to make it yours, and then fire at it with the link gun second fire to build it faster, and then finally it's yours. So the orb, you just walk onto an enemy node, and it instantly transforms it to your node. And because there is only usually one or two nodes before the enemy core. That's incredibly huge. That's a you know, massive strategic coup. And if you can pull that off, then you, you're much closer to winning. You're about to. I'm, I'm not seeing any chicken kind of... No, th- but the awesome thing about it is that um, if an enemy comes in with an orb towards one of your nodes and you've got to protect it, if he gets it, you know, it's pretty much the game is lost. You throw a chicken at him? No. <laughs> okay. Just to, not to spoil it, but chickens don't actually feature in this story at any point. <laughs> so anyway, Graham, crisis. <laughs> no, go on, go on. You kill the enemy orb carrier, and he drops the orb as um, a player would with the flag. If you kill the enemy flag carrier, he's coming right. into the base. And then it won't reset straight away. It'll lie there on the ground. And at any time, any other enemy can come in and capture your point. So it's an incredibly tense situation. And to defuse it, you can throw yourself onto the orb, killing yourself and destroying the orb, and therefore saving the day. Okay, that is, that is pretty cool. It's, it's, but it, it kind of, it, this kind of underlines my... Yeah, I'm going to make a serious point here, by the way. Um, now, you know, on a scale of 1 to awesome, UT3 is awesome. I accept this. But I have a bit of a problem with UT in that it's so abstract. It's, here is a sci-fi world with men with big suits on, and we run around these maps but again and again and again. It's much less abstract now because there's... No such thing as a flag anymore. It's a field lattice generator. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I got that. We're not yeah. just we're not just scoring yeah. abstract flags here. We're actually trying to exhaust the enemy respawner. Yeah, that again underlining my point. Um, <laughs> but you're it, saying it, it's, um, it's such an abstract world where, which doesn't have any kind of internal consistency for me. I can't really get invested in it. I, I can't really. Well, it's sci-fi, and sci-fi is always a bit um, sparkly and you know not very relatable. But well, uh, you're saying good, that good sci-fi links and, and has context. Well, it is, um, it is internally consistent. There's a huge kind of universe fiction in there. Yeah. There's loads of different corporations and uh, races and 
factions with like hatreds and stuff. I'm switching off just hearing you talk about it. I mean, and it's, got, got, let alone. But the point is that's irrelevant to a to a multiplayer game, right? To that's, a that's what I mean. Purely kind of tournament game where you'll spawn and you'll shoot people. Oh, but it's actually self-aware in the way that you're saying Gears of War is in that yeah. um, they know it's silly and they know that calling a flag a field letters generator is inherently absurd. And so there's just one character who throughout mm. says what you want to say to the people, which is, look, it looks like a flag. I'm going to call it a flag. And when you're in the single player campaign and you keep revisiting the same map, eventually he just says, I can't believe we're still fighting on Torlan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham, can you beat uh, suicidal uh, grenade throwing on? I think I already have with the chicken story. I'm with Graham on this. The chicken is something you can try out and it's funny or you can just watch the video on YouTube and now that I've seen that, I don't really feel any need to do it myself. Crisis has tanks that fire nuclear bombs. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Do you you use that in the single player game? No, not not strictly speaking, but you get to use it in multiplayer, which is kind of just as fun. How good? Actually, I was going to ask this because everyone's been kind of focusing on the single player mm. and how it goes, and eventually you, turn, you meet the aliens and those pros and stuff, and blah 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 blah. Oh shit, spoilers! Um, but <laughs> yeah, all that really awesome stuff. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, but it's got multiplayer, which looks a bit like Battlefield. Yeah, it's a bit like Battlefield. It's very complicated. Uh, basically, there are two teams on this huge. Battlefield in inverted commas. You have to air quotes, they're called. You have to capture. Uh, then you said inverted commas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get on with it, Come on, <laughs> Come on. You have to capture prototype factories or whatever that let you develop weapons and then you use those weapons to blow up the enemy base. So you research these weapons and then you get the nuke tank or whatever and fire it at the enemy base that blows it up. It's supposed to be the first kind of um, team-based multiplayer where you do research. (laughs) I love that. Everyone stop shooting for a minute. I'm going to sit down and do some research. Really, they're just control points. You just sit in a room for a bit until it's captured. In the science and industry mod for Half-Life, you had to research better coffee, a stronger coffee to make your research... Go faster. Oh, he knows everything. <laughs> um, good. So yes, it's it's complicated, but is is it good? I mean, does it does it stand it's, up to? It's, it's good fun, but I just don't think it's going to catch on because mm. it's not different enough from Battlefield and from Enemy Territory. Right. But it's not going to capture the casual crowd or the the crowd that likes Team Fortress Two or whatever. I also it's, think it's, it's not like you need another reason to buy Crisis. No, the single player is more than enough, mm. and the, there's a standard deathmatch mode as well, which is good fun. Just because mm. you've got the suit powers, you so you can do suit. speed do have, and jump. And do you have all the suit powers in the team-based multiplayer game? Yes. Bloody hell. That's I think it's, um, weird. it's going to be difficult for a multiplayer game that's very demanding on your PC to get to really yeah, catch on in a big way. Because you just don't like feeling, if you're running at a game just about acceptable settings, mm. multiplayer, you feel like if you're, you're an advantage frames, and you actually... Yeah. That won't be a problem for me because I've just bought a load of hardware. With <laughs> don't talk about hardware. Lots of numbers <laughs> after the titles. It's awesome. And then I'm going to put it all together and it's going to break. Um, okay, so uh, have we have we talked about uh, UT versus Crisis? Uh, I tell you, um, we haven't come uh, to one a aspect in which Tom's trying to have the we, final. I think word. me and Ross need to um, come to a decision about what we recommend you they buy or Ooh. readers buy. Plenty one way in which what? Um, Crisis what those arguments. Mm. Okay. Crisis does basically Crisis and UT both try and do the thing that they didn't do before. So Far Cry was never really a big multiplayer game, so they put a lot of effort into the multiplayer. UT was never really a big single player game, so they put a lot of effort into the single player, and. Mm. It sounds like Crisis has made a really good multiplayer mode and UT has not made a good single-player mode at all. In fact, it's much worse single-player than, than UT 2004 was. Spoiler alert. Um, I'm going to go with Graham. Oh, yeah. I'm going with for Graham. the win. <laughs> I'm going with Graham. 
I think I've got to go with Graham as well. But I mean, at its best, you know, UT played in the right environment with a load of people on a big map, not having to rely on the, the on the bots. It's uh, it's a completely different and, and superior yeah, and experience. it's just absolutely hilarious nonstop. Yeah. It's just yeah. ridiculous, particularly because of the crazy yeah. vehicles and rolling around and blowing things up. And I, I, say, I mean, the, 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 what's the difference in score? About three percent crisis score. About yeah, three yeah, percent more than So yeah, by, by no means UT is a, is a bad game. Three percent worse than crisis. It's amazing that we can come out with these numbers. <laughs> I, it sounds, yeah, it sounds about right. Have you not seen the machinery in the back? That's true. Actually. Yeah. Um, so the thing, the thing I'd say about Crisis, you know, Tom said that these are two games that are trying to do what they didn't do before. What mm. Crisis is trying to do that it didn't do before is not become dreadful sixty percent <laughs> of the way into the game, and it doesn't. You know, Yay. they they've put a hell of a lot of effort into those last levels, and have tried to ramp up the story. The downside to that is that a lot of the unscripted stuff disappears; it becomes more scripted. But the upside is that it's just awesome fun. Um, I've heard that it's not <laughs> that you're wrong, <laughs> well, and that the final section is dramatically worse than the rest of the game. And that Tom, do you, do, you believe, uh, do you believe anyone else in the world more than Graham? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one up.com Sean Elliott. <laughs> oh, he's my hero. FG. <laughs> he's so fired. As soon as we finish recording, Tom is going to get a. I'm provoking debate. <laughs> there are flaws there, definitely. The game's not perfect, but I didn't score more than 92%. Spoiler alert. Yeah. You meant to say spoiler alert before you <laughs> spoiler I can do it any way I like. Gordon is the G-man, spoiler alert. Yeah, there are bits in the middle where... That's how rumours start. <laughs> there's a full-on t- transition from the early stages, which are completely unscripted, and the end, which is completely scripted. And then there are bits in the middle where it's trying to do a bit of each, and it's doing neither well. So there are moments which are just frustrating, because... Like there's a, there's a scripted goal you have to accomplish to progress the level, so you have to shoot down a helicopter, but then they're trying to do it in an unscripted way, which means that they're not going to tell you where the rocket launcher is that you need to blow up the helicopter, yeah. which means you've got this area which is a, a mile wide, and you've just got right. to run around for an hour trying to find the rocket launcher. Um, you know that thing you said about the chickens? Yeah. <laughs> you do it with turtles. You can't throw the turtles high enough right. to heavy, punch obviously. them. What about crabs? You probably do it with crabs, yeah, although they'll be hard to punch. Cause I think you're trying to make a serious point about the quality of the single player game. <laughs> you didn't try punching the crabs. Well, no. you'll never get well, an important I've, review again. I've punched the crabs, I didn't throw them up in the air and, and then, then punch them. Well, well go, go into that's how you go launch on, what them about into the space. <laughs> you're probably doing them with the ducks, yeah. Okay. They're, they're pretty chicken like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so I'm glad we've covered the important issues of the day. Um, Can now. we talk about how we um, PCMUS are really rubbish? Um, you could. I don't think your microphone picked that up, Tim, which okay. is probably a good thing. Um, can we talk about how um. PCMUS are really rubbish <laughs> and we're just baiting them into playing us? Because they've, they've basically just completely chickened out. They, they just seem not to want to play us at all. And yeah, in fact, I think right now, here and now, we should announce our victory yeah. on the match day, which was organised by PCMUS, the date they picked. Yeah. And we're on the server, we're there, ready to play, and their no-player strategy just failed miserably. They, we, um, we did yeah. get three it, it, it filled us for a few minutes. an empty server. <laughs> yeah. it, it 30 us. seconds flat, time and time again. Yeah. So, so we've won, I was basically. completely foxed by the lack of enemies. The, um, I was sitting there with my bloody yeah. turret. This is Team Fortress 2, by the way. Sitting there with my turret, ready to go. What I found surprising about moment. their tactics was that Obviously, they had a very weak defence for not having any players, but yeah. they also completely fucked their offence by not having any yeah, players yeah. as well. I, I, I think they got the balance wrong, <laughs> without having any And players. chose yeah. completely the wrong classes. So the non-existent classes are terrible. There's a bit of news associated with this, though, because um, Valve has said they want to play the winners. Yes, my um, 
I was talking to my good friend Robin Walker, who obviously I'm talking to all the time. Oh, I think you just dropped Dropped a name name. (laughs) on the floor. Let me just pick that up. Um, And yeah, he said he was bummed that the PC Gamer US versus UK match didn't come off because they were looking forward to trouncing the winners, which would be us. Right, okay. So basically, we beat us. We're better. uh, we are, we well, are better than Valve at Team Fortress 2. There you go, I've said it. Oh my god! <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> no, I just, have I been drinking? Uh, um, I, no, we're not better than Valve at Team We'll, we'll get our asses kicked, but I, we're, we're evidently better than PC Game News by being 1 0 up, and we welcome the rematch if you can ever get yourselves yeah, best together. Of best, of, yeah. best of three. And there's something actually at stake this time, because before it was. You know, for prominence on the Wikipedia page, which of course As neither of us have any control the over. <laughs> <of Wikipedia>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, um, so yeah. Oh, uh, what? Halloween was quite nice, wasn't it, for Team Fortress? Halloween's, why didn't we dress up as Team Fortress 2 characters for Halloween? Because, I'll tell you exactly why, um, those costumes are really hard to do. <laughs> That's reason enough in <laughs> yeah, itself. And we've got but we would have spent a long time and a lot of effort making these costumes, and then we would have just been another one in ten. People dressed and, up and they wouldn't exactly have been anywhere like near as good as the, the ones. Um, I reckon I could have done a really good um, portal turret costume. Yeah, that would have been, been awesome. Yeah, I didn't see anyone do that. Oh, Companion cube, weird. but no turrets. And uh, what did we get in the post the other day? <laughs> we got the orange box. We, hang no, on, we, we got um, literally the orange box, kind of. There's a bit of backstory to this, which is that um, we were kind of doing a roundup of um, awesome TF2 costumes for the mag, um, and there are some brilliant ones out there. And weirdly, they're all professional developers. Um, and I think it was you, Tim, who dropped an email to Valve's yeah. Dublin Bardi to say, you know, these things are cool. And Doug replied with, and here are loads that people have sent us. And here are some of ours. And so there's a Valve staffer's eight-year-old son yeah. uh, dressed as an engineer beautifully <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, with yeah. a tiny little dispenser next to him holding a spanner. <laughs> um, Fantastic stuff. Which you'll see in the next issue of PC Gamer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Perhaps the one after the, the next. No, it's, it's the... Um... It's an issue of PC Gamer. November 22nd. <laughs> an issue of PC Gamer. No, it's, it's, it's not the one next You just week, have to buy them all. That's it's all you have to December, the 20th, December the 20th. I don't know, have you signed out that page yet? Um, I don't know. <laughs> can't I don't talk pay attention to these things. Anyway, also in that batch of photos was one of Valve's own Jeep Barnett, who is um, on the Portal team. And I think is that a his real name? Key yes. designer. Yeah. Jeep. His fake name is Person Guy. That's his <laughs> handle. Which okay. is, if anything, less distinctive than his real name. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, you wouldn't know it was Jeep Barnett because it was an orange box. <laughs> a life-size orange box. Orange Made box. of foam, orange-coloured, and it had, beautifully, it, you know how the orange box in the shop is just orange, and then it has the, the logo on it. Well, that's just in the US, I think. We've got pictures on ours. Anyway, and it's just got the logo kind of stenciled in the right place on this six-foot-high, four-foot-wide foam cuboid thing, which, as I walked into the office the other day, I wasn't there on the day it arrived, walked into the office the other day, and there's Tom kind of toddling around <laughs> in this, obviously I didn't know it was Tom, he's inside a bloody Could have been Jeep Barnett for a minute. Yeah, I was like, Jeep, what are you doing here? <laughs> Crazy name, by the way. Um, so yes, uh, so, I don't know what we're going to do with it. Uh, Scare children. Wear it occasionally and take yeah, funny yeah. photos, I think. Yeah, yeah. we were always okay. in the office. Um, yeah. And then, it got, then it got hot and we got Tom. bored. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, it just came over, it's from Valve, in a bloody great big box. Yeah. Did we ask for it? No, no it just, I thought it was a competition entry that had been you know, accidentally addressed <laughs> to me and Tim. He, he uh, sent it just for a laugh. He couldn't resist. <laughs> Crazy guys. So, I think we should say we really like your office and some of your staff members. <laughs> we, we really like... Uh, um, your jobs. We really like a hundred of your uh, fluffy companion cubes, please, <laughs> to make a wall between us and Although, everyone else in the office. You, we sometimes... Oh, imagine making a wall out of companion cubes. <laughs> so we sometimes do get accused of fawning over Valve a little bit, <laughs> and we do, clearly. Yeah. But just... 
just to prove that we're not entirely Val's shills, um, <laughs> I don't think their plastic companion cube is particularly good because people have made their own very, very quickly out of bottle and those are beautiful and actually kind of cuboid and squashy and there's yeah. a Rubik's Cube one and a paper one and a big costume one. And the plushy one they've got is actually kind of it's a bit bulbous. Yeah. yeah. Can I just ask them in public though to make a sentry turret for my desk? My request is for so a sweet. dispenser um, from TF2 that actually dispenses jelly beans. Oh. Not jelly beans. I don't like jelly beans. Well, you put anything in Chocolate it you like, obviously it'll be refillable. Um, Chocolate coloured raisins? Chocolate covered raisins. Covered raisins. <laughs> they could dispense bullets, I suppose. <laughs> and health. Authentic. I'd like health. Some mornings you wander in. <laughs> you could have band-aids in it. <laughs> Imagine if, you know, you walk in the office, you've got a dirty great hangover, you walk in and you just, suddenly you just go <laughs> from your dispenser and you're feeling awesome again. The reason, um, by the way, that I was in conversation with Robin Walker is that I've been bombarding him with suggestions for TF2. So every time anything occurs to me, I just write a huge essay to Robin Walker. Like, you oh must do this, you must do this. God. He's probably absolutely really, sick of me. Away. Yeah, I bet he is. But the best suggestion I've heard, which actually sadly is not mine, it's from someone at the quarter to three forums, is that the spy should be able to disguise himself as a dispenser. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we've been rambling. Uh, uh, not literally, go. we've been rambling uh, by talking. Um, have, but, we, have we said everything we wanted yeah, to say? We're going to go, but before we go, we're going to make a um, new thing. Uh, we all, all have to say our uh, game of the month. Right, okay. Now, let's lay down the rules. So this has to be uh, a new game? It can be any game. Any game. And it has to be a game that we recommend that you go out and purchase in immediately. Or if you've already got it, go and play it. Um, good. Okay. So um, while I think of something, uh, Graham's going to start us off. Well, <laughs> should I not say crisis? Because that's too <laughs> obvious. Or? You can say crisis, Tom. Um, I'm going to say definitely don't buy Hellgate London because <laughs> A, it's not particularly good. And B, you will play it endlessly. And that's a bad combination. Um, I'm going to say UT3, perhaps predictably, because uh, it's the highest scoring thing that I've played this month, probably. And it's probably going to get overlooked a little bit because there's a lot of good multiplayer games around. I'm going to say Call of Duty 4, that's brilliant. Um, you can say Call of Duty as well. Can, can I? Yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. I'm going to say Call of Duty as well, but if you're, unless you're some kind of incredible elite player... Um, don't play it on hardened. When you do the little run-through thing to test how good you are, just accept that you're normal like the rest of us. <laughs> Unless you blew yourself up, in which case, do retry. Yeah, <laughs> or play it on. Is there an easy one? I think it's quite easy. Okay. Do you yeah. want to go? Yeah, I think we should probably go. We've probably got some work to do. Um, good. Well, uh, thank you, uh, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Tom. Bye. Yeah, right. Thank you, Graham. Bye. Bye. Uh, goodbye. And, goodbye um, and we'll see you next time for the special Christmas edition. Ha! We've got to do a Christmas edition. Yes. Oh, no. We'll have to get some hats and stuff. Uh, yes, and this is Ross saying goodbye. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we hope you'll catch us next time. Bye-bye.